presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick 6 Podcast, Nick Costos and Pete Frisco. Technical difficulties preventing us from getting Will and Jason on the line. We will have them later in the week. Pete, let's break down a wild week two in the National Football League. What we saw on Sunday, I think we got to start, buddy, with the the Broncos-Cowboys game. Just a demolition. Denver killing Dallas 42-17. Yeah, not a good look for the Cowboys in a lot of ways. I mean, it starts with a defense that looked pretty good last week against the Giants. Wasn't very good today. They made Trevor Simeon look like John Elway. I mean, they couldn't stop him at all. C.J. Anderson was running through him. C.J. Anderson was awesome. Now, they did have injuries in the secondary, so there's, you know, you can, you gotta look at it. They were down to two corners at one point, so that matters, but not a good look. But then the look became even worse. A couple other things. Dak Prescott, this was a game, and I said it on our show this morning. I said he's got a, this is a prove it game a little bit from, in some people's eyes for him, because they, they run the ball so well in his career. You know that. Well, they didn't run the ball today. And you know what? How about Zeke? Nine carries for eight yards. That's ridiculous. And then he seemed to quit, by the way. And, and I didn't notice it at first, but John Beeson, yeah, who so works with so us. Beeson does this, the former, former linebacker. Pointed it out after us, yeah. the, on the pick um, six. He kind of quit on the play. And he had that sort of sullen look on his face with, with, with the hoodie on on the sideline. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. John pointed it out. He said, look, he quit. And, you know, there's nothing worse than somebody who quits on the play. He also thought that there was another play where Des Bryant jogged a route later in the game and didn't run his route. That's not a good look for the Cowboys either. And, you know, all the way around, it just was an ugly game for him. And, you know, Dak Prescott didn't play very well today. 30 of 50. Not the best game for old, for old Dak for Dallas. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in Dak today. Yeah. And, and it's hard to say, all right, this is your proving game. You didn't prove it going against that great defense and that great secondary. But at times in your career, when you're the quarterback of a team, the running game's not going to work, the defense isn't going to be all that, and you're going to have to put the team on your shoulders. And at one point he had, what do you have, 80 yards at the half? But you know what? Tough spot, though, on the road against probably the best secondary. Yeah, I'm not going to call him out. I still think the kid's going to be a really good quarterback. And and, and no help from the run game today. No, no help from no. the run and game. That's a, a tough spot for any quarterback. It is, but that, those are the, that's when the great ones are defined, though. You know, and that's why people rush this greatness thing. You know, that Brady has had games where he couldn't run the ball and he bailed out his team. You know, you've had Rodgers do it. You've had Roethlisberger doing it at times. Breeze has done it a lot in his career. That's the next step for Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott has a ton of talent. I think he loves the game and he works at it. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. But at some point, you're going to have to carry the team. Do you know what the problem, I think, with Dallas is much less Dak. And if the run game fails, can Dak score enough? Because... He, he was unbelievable. We've talked about this going back and forth with Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs last year. It's with Orlando Scantrick down, they lost three quarters of their starting secondary in the offseason. I said going into it, we all picked Denver on Friday when we did our picks because I didn't feel like Dallas could stop Trevor Simeon in this passing attack. I mean, they made Simeon look like John Elway throwing the ball to Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Like, this defense, like, people thought this defense was really good because they, they held the Giants to three points. The Giants' offense is very bad, and they were playing without Beckham, and the line stinks. I think this was closer to the real Cowboys' is defense. Is Denver good? I don't think Denver's that good. 
if Trevor Simeon plays like he played today, they're going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, but they're not playing the Dallas Cowboys at home every week. And that, and that trash secondary that Dallas fielded today. But he played very good today. I mean, he, I, I, I'm not going to tell you. I he mean, he made he some really good well. throws. He made some really good throws. I don't think he's as good as he looked today. But if he plays anything close to that during the season, they're going to be a good football team. So you, you give Denver a shot now in the AFC West? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a, a mighty impressive performance for the Broncos. 42-17, the Broncos all over the Dallas Cowboys. Pete, uh, the New England Patriots, they got right. And we thought this would be a get-right spot. I thought it would be closer than it was. Tom Brady, unbelievable. Over 400 yards passing, three touchdowns as the Patriots whitewashed the Saints 36-20. Yeah, and again, you give Bill Belichick all that time to prepare, and he had, four, what, five extra days or whatever, and, and the Saints played on a short week on a Monday night, so they didn't have as much, nearly as much time to prepare. He's going to take advantage of what you don't do, and he did. What they don't do is cover anybody, and they don't rush the passer all that well. So what do he do? He spread people out like he, like he does in, in situations like that, and Brady threw the football. He had 200, what, 90 yards in the, or in the 200 something yards in the first, uh, quarter, I thought. It, it was, was, it was insane. And it was like, it almost felt like college football, where like you have a really good team against a really bad team, and the quarterback's just throwing the ball up for grabs, and the receivers are coming down with it. Like, as a, someone who bet on the Saints in that game, it was maddening to watch. Highly frustrating. And I got you sitting next to me in the green room at CBS going, loser, 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 as it's happening, just rubbing salt in the preferred Well, they were never in it. You said, well, they could have covered after the, and they, look, if they were even in the game, he would have just turned it up even more. He could have done whatever he wanted to do, which brings me to the other side of that game. Sean Payton has to be on the hot seat. He's got, he's out after this year. One he either quits or he went, gets fired. What if they went 0 and 6, 0 and 7? Would he be in, would he be fired? I'm what gonna do get, you do? I'm gonna get their schedule up and let's, you, uh, let's see if who that do happens. You, who do you replace him with? Dennis That's Allen? A, no. Do you got Pete Carmichael? No, probably not. That's the problem. If you and I think Sean Payton's the best play caller in the NFL. I always have. Something has gone wrong there. And it's not just him. Blame the general manager, Mickey Loomis. Oh, I think, I think you put most of the blame on the general manager. But Sean calls a lot of those shots too. Mickey Loomis has been dealing a lot with the basketball side of things. Sean calls a lot of the shots now. He's been given, no coach, you know, other than maybe Belichick has the power that Sean has in that building. But isn't it insane to think that like, we've been talking about the Saints defense being Swiss cheese for years and they still can't get it right. They use draft picks. Like, this was pathetic what they happened today money. against the Patriots. They, I mean, they spent money on Jarris Bird. They used draft picks. Sheldon Rankins was first round pick. Cam Jordan was first round pick. I mean, they use, they spend money and use, you know, draft collateral on guys and they still can't figure it out. And, and it, for me, the defense was bad. I think it was more the offense that let them down today. 20 points against that garbage front seven without Dante Hightower? Well, it was a bad situation because once they got behind, it almost like they were in a catch-up mode all the time. And if you, when you're in a catch-up mode you don't score, then it really goes well, I think there. here's what you can bang on Peyton for. Like, does he know what the hell he's doing with these three running backs? No, see, and that's – their identity has always been Drew Brees and the passing game. And for whatever reason and, – and, and don't get me wrong. When they won the Super Bowl that year, they were, like, I think number one in rushing that year. So they ran the ball well. You have to run the ball. But their identity is always going to be Drew Brees. With the way they're playing now, they're trying to almost become a run team and they're getting, or at least try to run it more and they're getting away from who they are a little and, bit. And also you can't do that without your two starting tackles really, Taron Armstead and Zach And I Brees. think that scared them a little bit today, which is why maybe you want to try and run the ball to take the break. See, teams go into games like that and we'll get to another team that plays like that in Jacksonville in a bit because they got just- We'll talk uh, about them next because that but, was fun to watch today. But, 
you if you don't have your starting tackles, right? You go into a game, you think I'm going to protect my quarterback here by trying to run the ball. And what happens is your defense isn't very good. Next thing you know, you look up and your quarterback, your your team is down fourteen nothing or whatever, what fourteen three or thirteen three, whatever it was. And you can't protect those tackles because you got to get out of what you think you're going to do. So they they made Dietrich Weiss Jr. look like Lawrence Taylor. It was unbelievable. I mean, the it was unbelievable. Um, I think if you had told me before Sunday that the Jaguars would lose 37-16 at home to the Titans, I might have told you that it was unbelievable. But that's exactly what happened. They were awful, awful, Pete, on both sides of the ball, and it looked undisciplined as well. Well, they weren't awful on defense on the first in the first half. Because but it, unra- it unraveled, though, and it got away from them. Well, they go and in that was half a garbage time. effort by the Jaguars in the second half. Yeah, they go in at halftime at 6-3. The way they play, the way they structure that team, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Their defense has played pretty well. They've kept them in the game. Mariota got picked off. 6-3, you look up, you go, this is the kind of game we want to play. But there's a problem with that. What's and the, the problem, problem with that is when you think you're playing that style, everything has to go exactly right. Everything. From the defense making the plays to the offense controlling the ball, running the ball. Fournette had to run the ball. He didn't run the ball very well today. Bortles turned the ball over in the first series of the second half, and then it unraveled. And they don't know what to do when it unravels. And once it unraveled, it really be- – it, it, the players – Got gashed in the second half. They got pushed around on D. This is a defense that was 10 sacks last week. Dominant. Didn't, couldn't have run the ball. This week in the second half, Tennessee did whatever the hell they wanted to against that defense. You know why? Because the defense is on the field all the time. They get tired of carrying the offense. And eventually you gotta open things up a little bit. I know Bortles threw a pick, but when you go run first down, run first down, run first down, you can't succeed. You're not gonna succeed. I'm tired from carrying you all day today on you our are? shows. You know, it's funny because I've been up since 4 in the morning. Team player that I am, I get on a flight from New York this morning, finally get the hell out of Stanford, Connecticut. I fly into the office here, get it to Fort Lauderdale, Uber straight to the office here. I host all day. I'm carrying Pete Prisco's lame ass no, you're around not carrying me. all day long. You might be and, carrying other people. You're not carrying me. And, <laughs> and now we've got this podcast here tonight at 10.45 p.m. on the East Coast. I'm tired, and so is Pete. So, Pete, let's get through the rest of this here um, and, and wrap up this conversation with the Titans and Jaguars. For you, less impressed with Jacksonville, or was this more impressive of a, of a win for Tennessee? I think I'm less impressed with Jacksonville. I, like I said before earlier on one of our shows, I don't think they're as good as they looked last week, but I don't think they're as bad as they look today. I'll say this, though. If it goes really bad at times in Jacksonville – that's not the kind of team that's going I don't think, that's going to rally play, right? around yeah. that coach. I just don't see that happening. No, Doug Marone, this was not a good effort for the, for the Jacksonville, uh, Jaguars, uh, today. The Arizona Cardinals, I feel like, saved their season. And we actually said this during one of our halftime shows. Not hyperbole to say Arizona needed to win this game or seasons over at 0-2 with a loss at the pathetic Indianapolis Colts. It wasn't pretty, but I think you give Bruce Arians and company credit for getting it done 16-13 in overtime. Yeah, and you... I don't think their season would have been over because they would have been opening with two road losses, so they would have had all those home games left still. But it would have been big trouble. And, you know, with particularly with the way that division, although, you know, Seattle's 1-1 one and, one and, and you know, the Rams are now 1-1 one and one and San Francisco stinks, so that division wouldn't get away from them. But you got to start feeling good about yourself. you got to find a way to win games. David Johnson goes down. The team is down. They look crappy in the first half. He called the Bruce Arians at halftime, called out the quarterback essentially. You know, what's wrong with your offense? Why did he blame the quarterback? He said quarterback. And and then Carson Palmer responded in the second half. He played very well in the second half of that game. Arians 
almost blew it by not taking a field goal early in the game. They were down 10 nothing. He, he It was a weird call by Bruce. Yeah, he threw a pass, and, and they should have taken a field goal to make it 10-3. On, particularly on the road, you take your points. Uh, they did get a – they missed a field goal late that would have won the game in regulation. It must have felt like deja vu well, for Bruce. Well, because they Bruce. lost three games from in, with the special teams last year. was brutal last year. Yeah, and, and, and the punter was bad, and the snapper had blew a couple. So the, the special teams has been a problem for them. But they found a way. Honey Badger had a big pick in overtime of Jacoby Brissett, set it up, made the field goal, they win. And for them, that now gives them life. They go home, right? They start – I think, if I'm not mistaken, they play the Cowboys coming up here in the next week or two. And and that's at home. And that kind of gets them – I think this kind of game gets them going a little bit. So uh, I, I, it was a big win for the Arizona in a, in a division that they had to have it. So it's next Monday night. The Cardinals host the Cowboys and then host the 49ers. So two straight home games after opening the season. So they beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are playing back-to-back road games. That's a winnable game for the Cardinals. And – you know they are they're banged up on defense. Then they beat the Forty ers and then they're two and two, and now we're no, talking. Then they're entire, three and one. Uh, three and one. You're right yeah. with the win today. Yes, yeah. it's, it's I've been awake since four in the morning. Yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah. Uh, for yours truly. So definitely a good win for the Arizona Cardinals. You referenced the Rams losing the Washington Redskins, and I'll pat myself on the old back to this one. You've been doing it all day with that pick. I nailed it in the Super Contest as well, and I won some money on it. Thank you very much. Uh, Will Brinson had the Rams. Please tweet Will at Will Brinson and tell him he's a loser for doing so because I won and he lost. Uh, you got to give Kirk Cousins and Jay Gruden and company credit going into L.A. beating Jared Goff and the Rams. Yeah, and talk about a season saver. That might have been one for the Redskins. I mean, last week didn't play very well, had to turn it around. Playing your, you know, they're playing their former offensive coordinator, and they ran the ball. That's the thing that stood out in this game is the Rams got gashed in the run game. You know, Chris Thompson ran wild, uh, Rob Kelly ran wild. They and they got Aaron Donald back. That's not supposed to happen. Wasn't that stunning? Because I think like when I was handicapping this game, I'm like, it's Kirk Cousins, Terrell Pryor, and Jamison Crowder, and really it was Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson. Because with Aaron Donald back, with Wade Phillips' defense, I did not expect them to gash the Rams' defense with the run like they that. They had 160 yards in the first half running the ball. I mean, they just ran up and down the field. And and then you got to give them credit though. The Rams tie the game, and they go right down the field and get the touchdown. That's the sign of a good offense. When you could go, you don't go get a field goal to go up three and leave in their hands. They went down and got a touchdown. And, and you know, Kirk Cousins didn't have big numbers, but he made the plays in that drive to go get the Look touchdown. Look at you praising Kirk Cousins. I like it. You like that? I do like that. Okay. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. I, I like that for the Redskins. The Redskins now at one and one. My Los Angeles Rams drop to one and one. The Kansas City Chiefs improved to 2-0, and a 27-20 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. A wild fourth quarter in this one. I was impressed with Carson Wentz, impressed with Philly, but ultimately too much from Kansas City in the end. Okay, Chiefs fans, quit tweeting at me. Quit tweeting the At picture. Prisco CBS. At Prisco CBS. Quit tweeting out the copy of our division winning picks because I picked the Chargers. And I had the Chiefs at the bottom. Just stop we'll it. We'll talk okay? Chargers in a few Just minutes here. Just stop it. I got to give the Chiefs credit. And I'm going to give a guy credit that doesn't get credit enough. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a hell of a coach. I know Eagles fans hated him because he was there too long. When he you went to four straight NFC Championship right, games, five overall. When so, you're there too yeah. long, though, eventually it starts to, it starts to fray. And he doesn't, he's not great with the clock all the time. He's a bad clock management guy. 
But the man can coach, and they can win football games. If you had to pick the top five coaches in the National Andy Football Reed's League. Andy Reid's in the top five. Definitely. Definitely. And he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's done a great job. That defense was really good today. They got after people without, even without Eric Berry, which, you know, a lot of people wondered if they could do it without Eric Berry. And then they, on the offense, the offense was a little, you were not impressed with Alex Smith. He was today. jumpy today. And uh, I mean, understandably so, because the Eagles put a ton of pressure on that him. That front early. seven's good, man. They get after it. They yeah. get after it. And the Chiefs didn't have a good day, uh, blocking up front. But they found a way to win the game. Although in the end, it got a little hairy there because they scored a late touchdown, got the onside kick, and had a hail mary into the end zone. They could have lost that game. Kareem Hunt's really good. Third round back, you can find him everywhere. Travis Kelsey had a nice game. Another unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalty. Hey, Travis Kelsey, maybe stop with the uh, the gesticulations and the histrionics after the plays, but he wants to be a leader. Stop getting unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, Travis Kelsey. I kind of like the eagle fly though after he scored his touchdown. He's though. an idiot. Uh, he didn't get penalized for that. I don't think. Look, though. he's a great player, and like I've got him in a couple fantasy teams. So, like I love when the guy does well, but like Travis Kelsey, cut the crap. He's got to quit point, hurting. Man. He's got to quit hurting his team. It's going to eventually catch up to you. Uh, I liked what I saw from Carson Wentz today. Little too holds the ball too long for me in some situations. Well, he was under siege. He sacked six yeah. times. Yeah, but he still holds the ball too long. He's got to get the ball out. Um, Eagles host the Giants next week. That's going to be Giants yeah. play on Monday night. We'll see the how Lions. the Giants do on Monday night, but I think they win Monday night. But still, Eagles Giants is no matter what, who's bad or who's good, it's always a good rivalry. I don't think this, that's going to be a good game. It'll be a bloodbath. I, I, don't, I think yeah, it'll be a bloodbath because the Eagles are going to beat the piss out of the Giants because there's no way the Giants can block. But if the Giants, that Eagles front if the Gi- how about if the Giants win Monday night? The whole division's one and one. Yeah, and then the Eagles will be two and one, and the right, Giants will be one and two. They are though. It's still it's a good division. It's gonna be that way all year. Uh, how'd you feel about your guy Jay Cutler today leading the Dolphins to victory in L.A. over the Chargers? And it's like every Chargers game. This is it's incredible. It's like it's like Stephen Hawking should do a study on this. How is it possible that every single Chargers game is exactly the same, whether they play in Los Angeles or San Diego? It all comes down to the end, and they find new incredible ways to lose every single week. Yeah, and, and Cutler, wasn't his numbers weren't great, but he made some really timely throws. He did a nice touchdown pass to Kenny Stills, made a really nice throw to set up the game-winning field goal. And, and you know, they kicked the field goal, and Chargers kind of botched that at the end of the game. It was a 54-yard field goal, but on third down they had a holding penalty. We'll get to the whole situation at the end of the game. They had a holding penalty, and they declined the penalty. Now, if you take that penalty, if I'm not mistaken, I think we, we'll look this, if you can look it up, but, but they, I think they declined the penalty. They could have moved them back 10 more yards, and instead they declined it and made it fourth down, and he banged home the 55-yard, 54-yard field goal. Anthony Lynn had some clock management issues at the end but of the, Monday night's game against Denver as well. Yes, and then he, and then the Dolphins actually did him a favor at the end of, uh, at the end of regulation. When they called timeouts, the Chargers were scrambling to get the thing on the, 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 the field goal unit on the field, and they weren't sure they could get him on, and Rivers was waving him off, but the, but the Dolphins were in this, caught in the same scenario, and they called their timeout to not get a penalty for the, too many men on the field, and actually let him kick the field goal, and, and he banged it wide right. Big win for the Dolphins. Nick, they had so many distractions in the last two weeks. Game canceled. Get on a plane. Family's still here, but you fly to L.A., you know, you're in L.A. You're practicing in an L.A. New quarterback in Jay Cutler. Right. First time starting for you. I think this is the kind of game where Adam Gase shows the kind of coach he is. They're legit, man. They I, are legit. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender, but this is a definite wild card play. Oh, contender. I agree. I agree. I mean, they're in the same class. You know, they're in the class with those teams in the West. Uh, and maybe uh, Baltimore. I don't know. Because those teams in the West, I, I think they're better than the Ravens. 
And Baltimore's played pretty well, though. We're going to get to them in a second, but but I, I like Miami's team, and and and, and you know what? You know, every when you talk to Gase about like oh the Patriots, I don't want to you know oh, we're not worried about them. Basically, he walks around with the cocky swagger that you would expect from like you know how I walk around like he, he's that kind of guy. And you and you know him a little bit. I know him very well, and I think he's really good. And I tell him if he makes a like I, when he was the offensive coordinator in Denver. They went to Seattle and ran this inside running play to the, to the tight end in an offset situation. This was the game that they lost in overtime, the year after they lost the Super Bowl to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And he ran I remember a, because I had money on the game and yeah, I lost the game. Yeah, he ran an inside run to Virgil Green, I think it was, on an offset. He was in an offset. I'm, I texted him, what the hell is that? What did he say? Peyton checked out of it and made the call. <laughs> But, but I guess Peyton has the authority to do things like but that's, that, right? But when you're but one see, of the best but, ever. but that's what Gase is. Gase has a, a real confidence about him. I think it starts to rub off. And for all the crap that Jay Cutler t- takes, he played well today. He's got an opportunity to sort of rewrite the narrative on I, him. I really, this year. I re- you know me, I'm in the minority on Cutler. I think Cutler's better than people give him credit for. And I think it's this is a great opportunity for him. And for Gase to show what he can do with him. Because he never had these weapons in Chicago. When he was in Chicago, that one Well, year, I mean, he had Marshall, Jeffrey, no, when these two, Forte. When these two guys were together, I'm talking about There were Gase. injuries when, yeah. when the two of them were yeah. together. Yeah, now he has a lot of, lot of weapons. And if this weapons. offensive line can stay healthy, Jay Ajayi looked great running the football team. Ran hard. For the Dolphins. Um, I was surprised that Melvin Gordon and this run game couldn't get it going for the Chargers. But you look at River stats. 31 of 39. 331. A touchdown. No picks. How the hell do you lose? Like, how the hell did the Chargers lose this game? How is, how did they lose on Monday night to the Broncos? How is this even possible? It's like, it's the same, like, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Meet the new season, same as the old season. This is what got Mike McCoy fired last year. It's just stunning to me that Phil Rivers is a Hall of Fame level quarterback, but yet this team can't close out important spots. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever why they can't win these tight games. Are you going to make the early lean next week? They play Kansas City. Oh, at, they're going to beat Kansas City next week. In San Diego already? In I'm LA, with you. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. And look, Mike Williams, their first round pick. He hasn't played yet this year. And no one's burying the Chargers. We've seen this act from them before. Struggle out of the gate and then they get hot, rattle off five or six in a row. It's certainly not outside the realm of possibility. I haven't watched the tape, obviously, and haven't studied the whole game yet, but it looked to me like Melvin Ingram was just destroying dudes today. And that's two games in a row. And Bosa, the... Bosa was great as well. Yeah. And, they, and they've looked good the first two games. They the got game. a pass rush. Um, one of their AFC West rivals, Pete, the Oakland Raiders. I can't believe you had the Jets in the that Super a, Contest. If it doesn't, if the return 14-10, the return doesn't doink off the return man's face and the Raiders get it and make it 21-10, I might have a chance in that game. And if my aunt had the male anatomy, she'd be my uncle, but she doesn't. And it the might Jets, be. And, and, you and, might have an uncle that looks like that. <laughs> and, and, or an aunt that looks like that. And the Jets absolutely stink. Um, let's not spend any time on the Jets. They'll probably go 0-16. Um, for Oakland, uh, Marshawn, Jalen Richard, Michael Crabtree, Carr looked good. Just so many weapons on that offense. The offensive, and the offensive line's really good. You're worried I mean, about their defense. I am worried about their defense. I, I, I saw there were times where the Jets gashed them in the run game a little bit, and they're not very good running the football. And, you know, they made some plays down the field. McCown, you know, they, they, they cut that to 21-13, the, the opening drive of the second half. And they, then it got away from them. But I, I am worried about the Raiders' defense. It, it, it needs to be better than what it's been, particularly the linebackers. I think they have problems at linebackers. Now, Irvin and, and, and Cleo Mack are good players. But the inside linebackers aren't very good. The Pittsburgh Steelers improved to 2-0, and a 26-9 victory over the Sam Bradford-less Minnesota Vikings. Let's start with the losing team here. It's got to really be a gut punch for Vikings fans after how well Sam played on Monday night, 
the big win at home in primetime, and then not having Bradford and having Case Keenum go out there, a buck 67 through the air, and really impotent on offense throughout the game. Can't get it going and lose by 17 in Pittsburgh. I don't think they win with Sam Bradford in the game. Would have been closer than this, Right, though. of course. Obviously, he's a much better player than Case Keenum, but uh, it's a tough spot. Coming off of a short week, playing against a team, playing at home, uh, tough spot. A tough spot for the Vikings here, but now the problem is, as, as Pete just continues to cough and cough and cough. Oh, my voice is going. Um, Sam, I got a frog in my vo- in my throat. Yeah, you got something in your throat. Um, if Sam Bradford's going to miss time, this team's got no chance this year. No, none at all. Case Keenum? Zero percent chance. Nothing, zero. Um, for the Steelers now, I think the one concern might be they haven't really, through these two weeks against Cleveland and Minnesota— I think they're the second-best team in football still when it's all said and done. They have not shown that. Second-best team in football? Yes, behind New England. Well, maybe. They have not shown that yet. I think Pittsburgh ultimately, end of the day, better than Atlanta. I don't. I don't. Maybe Le'Veon Bell's holdout is hurting them. He hasn't looked like the same runner. He Twenty-seven for eighty-seven, three point two yards. Not per bad, game. but but not uh, no, good. I mean, I mean, I mean, actually, it is kind of bad. Three point yeah. two yards. Yeah, per it's carry. not good by his standard, but it's not a good. It's, it's not a, really good by but, anyone's standards. But if you rush for eighty-seven yards a week, you'd be a, a, a almost a fifteen hundred yard rusher, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I mean, but twenty-seven carries I get you. and, and I for on Bell for like for what he's well, making on that's the franchise. Two weeks tag? in a row, he hasn't done a lot. You think the holdouts hurting him? I, 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 I you could certainly draw parallels, right? He doesn't play in the preseason, doesn't practice in training Correct. camp, shows up looking rusty. Correct. I don't think there's any doubt they that that's true. They haven't clicked yet on offense. They didn't click in the opener against Cleveland. They didn't click today that much either, I think. And that's a good defense. The Vikings have a good defense, but still, you got to click better. Than Martavis Bryant showed up here. Three catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and I think that if that connection continues to redevelop with Roethlisberger and Bryant, obviously, with Antonio Brown, this Pittsburgh offense is going to be scary. We um, keep saying that. Okay, we're two weeks in. It's Let's, only two weeks, though. I know, but it's a concern a little bit. they got to get it going. Um, the Seahawks offense also needs to get it Ooh, going. I mean, wee. they win today, but 12-9 over the 49. They could have easily lost this game. Yeah, and defense bailed them out again. And and I, I get tweets from people. Oh, did you see that great play by Russell Wilson? He's better than Matt Ryan. You know, they give me this. He threw for. He didn't get the two hundred yards passing. No. And they were playing a team that stinks as fourteen point favorites, and it was tied late. Come on, they, their offense has issues. And yeah, the offensive line is isn't very good. But one thing they do have to do. Chris Carson needs to be the running back. I, I, th- I think it, I think at this point it's not even a question. Like Eddie Lacy, like a healthy scratch. Inactive, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he went to uh, to the buffet in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe there's a, <laughs> a sizzler nearby for uh, for Eddie Lacy. Thomas Rawls, five carries, four yards. And look, maybe you say Rawls knocking off the rust. He didn't play last week. Bottom line, Chris Carson's the best running back on this team. And he had 93 yards, and he, he and they needed a drive late to kill the clock, and he was the one doing it. That's clearly to me, he's the guy. Once they get the running game going again, then I think they'll get the passing game cranked up. Russell Wilson, I mean, up until the third, fourth quarter of that game, he hadn't scored a touch. The Seahawks hadn't scored a touchdown this season. So, and give them credit because they drove when they had to and got the touchdown, but they need to get that offense cranked up. Uh, you have concerns about the Seahawks' rush defense. Carlos Hyde, 15 <coughs> for 124. Matt Breda, 5 for 35. 19, 159, 8.4 yards per carry for the Niners. And 100 yards at the half. You don't see that happen to Seattle, which is weird. And I'm going to go back and watch that tape to find out what, what went on because that's not a great interior of the offensive line for San Francisco. And from the TV we watched, it looked like there were gaping holes in there. The one long Hyde run, it was a huge hole in the middle of the, the middle of the line. Now, you get Richardson. 
They are built to rush the passer, though. You know, you look at it. Richardson and, and they drilled Brian Hoyer a yeah, number of Richardson's times. Richardson's a pass rusher. Jaron Reed, the second-year player from Alabama, isn't a great big physical run player. He's a good player. He's a thick player. He's not a load in there. They don't have a you know. Back in the day, they had Red Bryant. Remember Red Bryant? Of course, he was gi- he was gigantic. He was enormous. Brandon Meebane in the middle. They don't have that great guy in the middle. And if you don't have the great guys in the middle, because Richardson's not a big, huge defensive tackle. You know what's going to happen? They're going to get to Bobby Wagner. And Bobby Wagner's not a big middle linebacker. When you get to him, if you get a body on him, you're going to block him and create those holes. So they got to get better and stouter in the middle, I think. Uh, the Chicago Bears need to get better production out of the quarterback position. They get waxed by the Bucks, 29-7. Let's start with Tampa Bay here. Um, their first game of the season. Jameis, 18-30, 204 yards and a touchdown. The run game looks good. But I thought Tampa's defense was really the story in this one for them. You know, I've talked to Mike Smith a lot over the years about getting bigger. He always jokes around about getting grown men in there. And because they were small defense. They, you know, Tampa, too, is built and predicated on being small and fast and getting up the field. Well, they had to adapt to that. So last year, he played defense and it wasn't his style. He puts a lot of complicated stuff on those guys, and it took him eight weeks to figure it out. Well, this year, those guys know the defense, but he also got some men. Chris Baker is a man. He's a big man. He's forty. He's yeah, a man. Yeah, he's a man. And then you, and then you got, uh, and he doesn't have a mullet like Mike Gundy either, which is thankful. But uh, I think the mullet's a pretty it's terrible. Good look. See, it's you, you, you have no hair, so so you're jealous. No, but, but when yeah. I did have hair, I did have that back in the back there, though. That was the style. Business back in the front party in the yeah, back for Pete yeah. Prisco, of course. But uh, you know, now you look at that defense because they had concerns at secondary. They go get T.J. Ward, right? They pick him up. The corners. Grimes and Hargrave are really good. And Hargrave is getting better. And Grimes had a great year. He played as good as any corner in the league last year. People didn't notice him, though. Then you got the nickel who had the pick six today, you know. Robert McClain. Yeah, so you're okay there. That's the one, that was one of the one concerns for them is the nickel. The linebackers can run. David can fly. Quan Alexander's can excellent. Fly. And McCoy's fantastic. Noah Spence had a sack today. He's going to be a star. I, I mean, he works his butt off to become a star. Robert Ayers, another veteran man. So you look at that defense, and Mike Smith can coordinate a defense. He's a smart guy. Yep. They're going to be very good at defense. They're going to be better than I think even we anticipated. I, I didn't anticipate. I picked them to come in third in the division. This was a very impressive effort today. I want to see them keep doing it because doing it against the Bears is one thing. Doing it up against the better teams in the league something entirely different. On the Chicago side of the ball, uh, you know, Glennon wasn't like uh, he wasn't like Brock Osweiler out there, but he's not the answer. Clearly, uh, is it time to play Trubisky already? Two weeks into the season, they're running into the GM coach dynamic. The GM picked him because he's the guy thinking he's going to be his long term answer and his his solution, and he the one he's tied to. Where the coach didn't pick him, and the coach knows if he doesn't win this year. He's probably not going to be around when the guy plays. But what if – so this is what drives me nuts about that because if you're John Fox and you play – let's say that they go 5-11 and 11 with Trubisky, but Trubisky's pretty good. Why wouldn't you give Fox another year to, to try oh, and coach something out of him? Because he's not, he's not getting another year. You don't There's think no, so? No, I don't. If he goes 5-11, and 11, he's not getting another but, well, year. Well, they're not going 5-11. and 11. Well, They're probably the going to go worse. Here's the other thing that we don't know. They practice those guys all the time. So maybe in practice, Trubisky comes to the line of scrimmage and doesn't understand the coverages. And Do they, you think that's true? I think maybe at times some of these rookie quarterbacks struggle with that. But having said that, I still think you need to play them. Because the, you, if the Bears were built— They're going nowhere with right, Brennan. 
if the Bears were built in a way to go somewhere, then I would say play Glennon and then maybe work the kid in at some point. But they're not winning anything with Glennon. So eventually you have to work the kid in. But again, we don't watch practice. You might see in practice he throws pick sixes all over the place. He gets rattled. The veteran players probably look at each other and go, this kid's not ready to play. We don't know. Personally, I would play him because I don't. Th- I think no matter what Glennon does in practice or what he – he is who he is. We know what he is. He's not the answer. Not going to win games with him. So I'd play Trubisky. But I think this is another case where a coach is trying to save his own behind while allowing the kid to sit on the bench. And, you know, we'll get into the Panthers and Bills in just a second. The Panthers winning 9-3. to The fans going crazy at the end as Buffalo blows an opportunity. And it really got me thinking, I'd like to go to a couple games this year. And you know what I'm going to use, Pete, to go to those games I'm going to use SeatGeek because, you know, buying tickets to sports and, and concerts and stuff, it can be complicated. But there's a better, simpler way to buy, and it's SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. The mobile experience is unreal. You buy and sell tickets in just two taps. It helps you find the best seats at the best prices. Here's the best part. It's fully guaranteed. SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. They grade every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. And again, the app could not be easier. Two taps and you are in. And best of all, Pete, our listeners, they get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do, download the SeatGeek app and enter our promo code PASSER, P-A-S-S-E-R, today. That's promo code PASSER for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Use SeatGeek to get tickets to your next live sporting or concert event. You will not regret it. SeatGeek, the absolute best. Um, what was not the absolute best, Pete, for Buffalo Bills fans was Zay Jones dropping that pass from Tyrod Taylor that would have given Buffalo a 10-9 lead at the end of the game. Well, let's, let's hold off on dropping. Uh, he should have caught it. He had the it. ball in his hands. He should have caught it, but he had to turn around to kind of make the catch. It wasn't a great throw. should have caught it. Would he have scored? Would he have rolled He would have rolled into the end zone. At the, at the very least, he rolls out of bounds or they call a timeout and, and they've got they, two, two or three cracks at the end zone. Right. They spiked. They would have been able to run up a spot. I don't know if they had time to go spike it, but – the bottom line is he should have caught the ball. The it's, Panthers have to be concerned about yeah, their offense. Because the game is much less about Buffalo as it is the fact that, hey, Carolina, you let Buffalo hang in the game to the extent that they almost won it at the end. And it would, it would have been an outright robbery to steal this and game. And again, without because we're in the green room watching 18,000 games, but the times we looked up at that game, it looked like Cam Newton was getting hit. And, and it looked like Matt Khalil, six times. And Matt Khalil was having problems at left tackle. Gee, like, shocker. Yeah, and, and that is, you know, they thought they upgraded that spot this year for, my, you know, from Michael Orr. That could be a problem all year long. Then He's not very good. And the right tackle is not very good either. They're going to have issues. So um, they're good in the interior, but they're going to have issues at tackle. That defense is awesome, though, for Carolina. Buffalo's not exactly the greatest offense. Think about the, the the offenses they play. They played San Francisco in week one. They played Buffalo in week two. Let's yes, see. it's true. Let's see when and they, they get the Saints next week. So we'll get a better test then. Right. But I, I think this defense is 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 really good. Um, I've been disappointed in Christian McCaffrey so far. Eight carries for ten yards today wasn't overly impressive last week against the Forty ers Four receptions for thirty four yards. Now Cam did miss him. On a, on a touchdown, it would have been a touchdown to put the game away 13-3 instead of 9-3 in the, in the waning moments before Buffalo's potential, um, game-winning drive. But I don't, I haven't seen it out of Christian McCaffrey yet. And I'm, if, I'm a fantasy player, like, I'd be a little worried about him. If I'm a Panthers fan, I know it's only two games, but 
I've expected more from Christian McCaffrey. I think they're in a situation where they're trying to figure out what they are on offense. Because, you know, for so many years they've been a pounded football team with Jonathan Stewart. That's not who McCaffrey is. They've used them some in the backfield together to create some matchup problems. I think more and more you're going to see him start carrying the ball more. Because he can run between the tackles. There's a great myth about him that he can't. I think as the season moves along, you'll see him get more comfortable with what he can and can't do. So Carolina wins. They improve to 2-0. and The Bills drop to 1-1. and And the last game for us to discuss um, from the Sunday slate of action, the Baltimore Ravens, a 24-10 victory over the Cleveland Browns. A weird game for Cleveland. Deshaun Kaiser comes out with migraines. Kevin Hogan comes in. Kaiser comes back in. Jamie Collins, a concussion after the game. Corey Coleman looks like a broken hand. Same injury he had last year. So the Browns snake bitten, but this is not going to be a playoff team, and we can talk about them more over the course of the season. For me, it's really the Ravens now. 2-0, and it feels like we overlooked John Harbaugh's team coming into the year. We overlooked their defense. I mean, that's for sure. I, I don't think even getting Tony Jefferson as a free agent, uh, you know, they, they drafted Marlon Humphrey, who, who will help them. Uh, they had some young guys that needed to step up, and Michael Pierce being one of them at nose tackle, playing next to Brandon Williams, those two guys in the middle, they're tough to run on. But, like, other guys, you know, Matt Juden, another one, these guys are playing good football. And, and to me, again, we talk about two games, Nick. They played the Bengals, who haven't scored on anybody, right? I mean, they haven't scored. No, literally have not really have not scored a right. touchdown. Okay, and then they played the Browns, and the rookie quarterback making his first start on the road. So they got favorable teams to open this season, and next week they get another bad offense. The Jaguars, man. Yeah, that's three straight bad offenses that they will have played. So, it'll, you know, we got to see when they match up with the Steelers. we got to see when they play the good teams and, and before. But you know what? Kudos to Ozzie Newsom. And Eric DaCosta, the personnel guys in Baltimore, because they get wiped out all the time in free agency, and they just seem to figure it out and find the right guys. And now they suffered a big hit on the offensive line. Marshall Yonda is out for the year. He might be the best guard in football. Either him or Nick Martin. I mean, uh, Zach, Martin. Zach Martin. I keep naming Nick, his brother, who's played center for the Texans. But I just thought it was an homage to me, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you and you and Zach Martin are built a lot alike. I got, uh, very I got, much so. I got I'm, confused. I'm 5'7", 160, Zach <laughs> Martin, NFL offensive lineman. But but you lose – okay, think about who they lost. I might be about 170 after all we <laughs> ate today. It's a fat ball I season. I didn't eat that much time. today. No, you did well today. I had baby bites. You had little, little baby bites. Baby bites. Whereas opposed to me, I'm eating like I'm on death row, about to be executed. But you got um, – they lost their center, Urschel. He was going to be starting center. Remember, he retired before yep. the season. They lost the left guard, Alex Lewis. He's out for the year. Now they lose – you know, Yonda, the right guard, and then he got a tackle they paid after he was waived by Oakland, Austin Howard playing right tackle. They have issues on that offensive line. And lo- losing Yonda. And, and the other thing about Yonda is, if one of the tackles wasn't playing bad, he could, he's done that before he went out and swung and played tackle land, he could play tackle. So losing Yonda is a big hit for them on offense. A huge hit for them. Um, let's hit our super contest picks to end the show here, Pete. Um, Will Brinson, not with us today, but I will give Not Will's- with us. Today. Today. I'm glad you said today. Yes, Will, 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 no, Will definitely. Didn't, you didn't say Will Brinson no longer with us already. Right? No, that would be bad because I like Will, even though his picks were garbage this week. Um, Will lost with the Panthers, minus uh, seven and a half against Buffalo. Won with the Patriots, lost with the Eagles, lost with the Rams, went head-to-head with me. Jerk, he lost, and won with Denver. I'm still pissed at you guys because you taught, like, I couldn't take Denver for some reason. I wanted to not take the same. Again, come on. We've heard this story all day today. Get over with yourself. Yeah, no, I'm, I would have I, – I wanted to take so Denver. So what did he go, Will? Will went two and three. Okay. Um, you right now, Pete, lost with Jacksonville, <laughs> won with New England, 
one with Pittsburgh, lost with the Jets, one with the Broncos. Three and two for you yeah, this week. week. Um, bad, two bad picks. Jacksonville and the Jets were terrible picks. I don't think Jacksonville was uh, a terrible they, pick because you can justify it before the game. The Jets pick was unjustifiable. Doink off the face mask. Otherwise, it's a good pick. So yours truly right now, lost with the Saints, win with Pittsburgh, win with Washington. So as we're taping and, this right now, the Falcons. And you're winning. You're winning with Atlanta. The Falcons are up 34-16 on Green Bay with about 12 minutes left here. Aaron Rodgers has just hit Devontae Adams um, with a touchdown pass. They did not get the two point conversion, so it's still a three score game. And if you're a Falcons fan, probably getting um, some un- unflattering, unwarranted images in your head right now. I've been well, up for 19 down hours 18. straight. They're only the down 18. Ball. It's not 25. It's not 25. But it was, right? It, it was. I mean, almost, it was. Yeah, well, they were up 34-10, so it was 24. 24. So close to it. So here's the deal right now, right? I'm going to go to 3-1 and one if the Falcons win in cover. It looks like they will. They're at minus 3 right now. I've got the Giants minus 3.5 tomorrow night, so I'm hoping to go 4-1. I think one. you're going 4-1 this week. I hope so, man. So it, it's like 11-20 right now, p.m. on the East Coast. I've literally been up since 4 a.m. Pete's 56 years old. It's past both of our bedtimes here. Soon to be 57, if, Soon to be. The youngest 56-year-old in the world, by the you're way, Pete Prisco. Right. Um, Packers somehow come back. We will we will add an addendum to the end of this podcast. But if you are listening to this tomorrow and we end it right now, it means there weren't a lot of fireworks at the end of the game. The Falcons won. We got to get the hell out of here and go to bed. So for Pete Prisco, I'm Nick Costos. We'll get JLC. We'll get Will on uh, later in the week here on the Pick 6 podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.